Real educators, real students, real struggle. We bring you stories from schools and classrooms that reveal the true struggles faced in education. Welcome to another episode of Struggle for Change podcast. I'm Emily here with Danielle Rose Bartolini, a good friend of mine. We've known each other for years. Um, entrepreneur, founder of something called Firefly Schools, which we're going to hear about a little more. Um, she identifies herself as an education and tech visionary, which is awesome. A conscious creative performer and producer, which is awesome. A transformational facilitator, which is awesome. And an overall awesome person, I would say. So welcome, Danielle, to the podcast. <laughs> Hi, Emily. I love that introduction. It's awesome. <laughs> well, I'm really happy to have you here. And I, you know, the goal is mainly to find out more about not just how awesome you are, but the visions that you have for education, which I think, which I find personally really interesting. Um, and I've known you over time and, and the iterations that you've had in your journey as an entrepreneur in education. So wanted other people to be able to hear about that um, as we dive into the struggles that we are facing in education today. So tell me about your journey, Danielle, to becoming an entrepreneurial change maker in education. Thanks, Emily. Beautiful. You know, I think the journey always begins with like, what, what's the story that, that first ignited some kind of um, emotional or passionate uh, desire within, right? And for me, it always begins as a child. And uh, it's about, you know, I'll never forget being seven or eight years old and and watching the Academy Awards and uh, and seeing this little girl on stage and saying, that is what I want to do. I want to be an actress. I want to be a director. I want to be an artist. Uh, I want to be a creative. And just knowing in my heart so truly and deeply and authentically at such a young age that that is what my heart's calling was. And instead, you know, we're, we have this structure of, of life that has told us that both work and school and all these things are, you get up, you have breakfast, you go to work, you go to school. And it is in this building from this period of time to this period of time. And you sit in a chair and you listen to what other people tell you, tell you to do, you know, and it's almost like that's life, right? You start as a kid to do that and you continue to do that at work. And it just becomes like, that's the human experience. And I think it really, really early, I started just question why, you know, when there's so much, so much beauty and so much creativity in all of these artistic fields or in these other pieces of life, why, why are we choosing to do these things that seem to dim our light? Um, and so I also, in the structure that school has created for us, uh, you know, standardized tests for me never worked. They just didn't. And so I was very early on was told that I was in like remedial studies for everything, math, English, history, like remedial, because I, I didn't make these test scores that tell us that students are quote unquote, you know, smart. Right. Um, and I remember this, this moment where I had these friends that took a test and they got into the gate program, gifted and talented or something. And I just, I'll never forget being like in second grade and watching these kids leave class going to gate and feeling inside that I was not good enough. 
like, why am I here? Why, why am, why am I even doing school really early? Right. These are like, you know, eight, eight years old saying these questions and it stuck with me forever. Uh, and so I knew that there was really something better and that's where it began to really start to question the system and to start to question why we're not truly using our innate desires, our passions, uh, our motivations, our internal, like strong urges to really be our guiding force and allowing that to be the thing that actually pushes us and motivates us through life to, and obviously, especially to learn. Yeah. Thanks for that. I really love that phrase that you popped in there of like trying not to dim the light and having an awareness of when that might happen for a child or for anyone on their learning journey. Like whenever that light becomes dim, like why is that happening? Where is that passion going? And that's really beautiful uh, to include that. So you had this frustration growing up. Like why, why do I have to compare myself to other people? Why, why am I comparing myself to other kids? Um, That's not a nice feeling. How did that bring you to trying to kind of craft something different? I started doing theater then in arts really early. And I started to recognize how uh, my educators in the arts were including all of these other aspects that I was quote unquote supposed to be learning in school. So for instance, like in English in our plays, she would, she would include these, you know, big words and grammar. And, uh, she would say, if you don't know what they are, or if you don't understand what you're saying, or if you don't know even emotionally what's happening in the play as a character, ask that I'm actually doing this on purpose as an intention to get you to ask and talk about this. And that struck me because I realized, wait, I'm doing exactly what I love to do, which is acting. And now I'm also in the process of doing what I love am asking questions from a place of my own curiosity of what these words mean. And this is quote unquote, exactly what school is having us do with vocabulary tests. Right. And I don't remember any of the words from my vocabulary tests, but let me tell you, I remember every single word that I was in my play. Right. Because not only do I asking because I wanted to know them, but I'm but I'm speaking them as a character. I'm actually having to act out these words now. So it actually changes our whole learning experience by not just taking a test with your hands and a piece of paper, but now I'm actually embodying these concepts of learning. And they stuck with me forever. And I realized there was like this like talk about light, the light bulb went off. I was like, oh my God, this is this is it. This is a way to get people to, to sustain information and to want to continue to learn information um, by having it be integrated into something that they really love. So that's, that's where the transition occurred for me is then realizing, okay, how do I do this? And then the first step for me, because I was in acting, was to do it that way. So I opened up a performing arts studio for kids that was, you know, an integrated social emotional experience and we wrote our own plays. So I wrote these plays specifically for kids to be able to learn about what, you know, the things that we want kids to learn in school. So that was the first, the first step. That's awesome. Um, I, can I just say like performing arts in general is something that I, that, that is lacking in some school systems, especially in the West coast. Um, it's, it's important to have 
even if it's a smaller program to have these opportunities for students to express their connections and knowledge um, in, ab- in abstract and sometimes linear ways. That's really cool. And I'm sure that you, they got a lot out of that like new connection that's more intrinsic and uh, involves more of the whole body. So currently, let's fast forward um, a little bit to the last couple of years or so. You're you've created at least in, in, in more of like a prototype or beta like format. Um, it's, it's established, I know, but not like your full um, kind of dream of it. It's something called Firefly Schools. Can you tell us about that concept and what you've done so far with it? Yes, I can. Going from, you know, what we just spoke about, the, the beginning phases of this was how do we integrate the things that we love with these kind of required requirements of education. So I then started to do a massive amount of research for the past couple of years on what is it that are the patterns that kids love there. Cause there are, there are patterns that many of us all seem to love. Like the arts is one of them. Another of them being, you know, STEM robotics, coding, game design, games in general. We love that. So I started to really create a whole, a whole chart of things that are passionate, passionate, I guess what we would call hobbies or after school activities or some type of extracurricular, right? And see how they intersect with all of the things that we're supposedly learning in school. Just like coding and robotics are easily math and science, right? So that's where it began to then create an entire school curriculum that was built off of these extracurricular passions that kids have and allowing the curriculum to to be more about these these kind of passion projects that are guiding them through the steps. So that's what Firefly Schools is right now. Um, That's one aspect of it. Another is, you know changing the whole system of the structure of school right now, right? We're in this weird like nine to five or nine to 3 PM thing that started in the industrial revolution when women went back to work. That is actually how and why, and that's how long we've had the same system. Um, Women weren't watching kids at home anymore and they needed somewhere for the kids to go. So what they did was they created a schoolhouse and a teacher in the neighborhood and they all dropped the kids off And it's been that way since. So, and also it's been that way because at that time we were training people to work in factories and literally we were training kids to work from a nine to three, nine to five schedule and then go to that in the factory. So we haven't actually changed from that model, even though we're not doing that anymore as adults. Well, I guess in some sense we kind of are, right? But that's now changing all too. So I'm looking at what is the change? If we were to ideally have, if kids were to ideally create their own system of, of learning, if they were to, if you were to ask a kid, like, what do you want to do today? They would say something like, maybe I want to go to Disneyland, right? Or I want to go to the beach. Um, so my thought is, why are we trying to do something different? Why don't we give kids Disneyland and the beach? <laughs> so Firefly Schools is a way to create a fun joyful experience that some child might have at Disneyland or the beach 
and allow learning to happen in that environment. All right, expand on this beach. You're making me want to go to the beach right now. Um, I got a trip coming up in San Diego. I might end up at the beach. We're I'm a child at heart. But how did you know what did, what would the beach look like if I were a student in Firefly schools? One of the aspects we're looking at are these learning pods, these small learning pods. We're both looking in, people can customize an experience for their alternative education, whether they want to do in-person pods or online virtual pods. So let's say you want to go to the beach, Emily, right? And you're like, I I really want to get off the computer and I want to go to the beach and continue to learn. So what we're going to do is, is have an experience where you meet other kids and a teacher at the beach. And there is a set experience that the beach becomes this, this game that every time you go to the beach, you know that you're going to Firefly Beach. And we've all created, we all have our same imagination as we go to the beach. We've created this space that becomes our quote unquote school. But instead of it's school, it's Firefly Beach. So at Firefly Beach, then we go into, of course, our, our regular routine of certain things that we learn throughout the beach, maybe specifically, you know, the beach is a great place for science. So if we're looking at the tides, we're looking at the ocean and the moon, um, we're looking at sand and the animals that are inhabiting the beach specifically, that's the perfect place to do that. I love it. It's so mysterious. Uh, but you have the website, is it fireflyschools.com? So if someone w- wanted to kind of get a lot more information on this mysterious beach pathway, it's amazing. They can they can totally look into that a little more. Yes. Yep. Fireflyschools.com. If there are um, educators that want to be involved with guiding these lessons, this curriculum, like what is the current design for that? Like who's currently teaching this curriculum? And are there opportunities for other teachers to be involved in the future? Yes. Thank you. Such a great question. So uh, we're definitely going to be expanding both our teaching team and our curriculum and design team. So right now, every you know, we're we're really focused in California. So that's and well, curriculum and design could really be remote, but in terms of in-person teaching, um, this is where we're starting. And that because California has such liberal legalities around education. So it's actually a really perfect place to to kind of create a new system within. Um, but anybody that's interested in, in if they have a spark for alternative education, right? And they have all of these ideas for music and art and coding and robotics and gaming, all of these things. I'm looking for educators who, who want to help build a new system through, through these type of um, activities. Uh, and then, of course, if there's teachers who are looking to educate in a new way, instead of it being in a school with a big classroom, maybe they're teaching five hours a week, you know, maybe, and they're able to also be an artist on the side. Um, and it's a kind of different way of teaching, um, where you are more of, you're an independent, uh, an independent flow, right. Where you can teach maybe part-time and continue to do something you love for the other time that you have throughout the week. What an awesome opportunity. Um, if that, if that does seem to fit in a, in your pathway, 
we want to even no matter how old you are, we, yeah, we want to make sure that we're not ever allowing that light to dim. You know, we're not dimming the light on our own curiosities, passions, whether you are the the quote unquote student or teacher. And I I love the way you think with the model of organic connections to material uh, that all kind of assimilate under a certain like umbrella um, in a pod that can shift and change, whether in person or virtual, like very, very cool. And a lot of opportunity and potential there. And Danielle, I'm wondering with you, let's even thinking beyond Firefly schools, uh, what are you curious about, you know, as a, as an individual, like what, what, how do you see your own curiosity and passion flowing even further? Ooh, what a question, Emily. Um, you know, this is a great question for me because I've always kept these sides of myself almost so separate, right? Like the educator me and then these other pieces of me. And this, I feel that this time in life for many of us through this crazy change in the world is asking us to really be authentic with all the pieces of ourselves. Uh, so I am a performer and a dancer and a director. And sometimes I feel like it's a difficult thing to bring those things into the education world because I do, I lead a dance practice called sacred movements. And it takes people through a series of, of movements kind of in this open freeform dance arena that brings them into an altered state so that they can transform or transmute or work through certain aspects of their life that they want to change. Um, and I know it sounds very, by the way I'm saying it like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. But sometimes it feels like when it's happening, you know, it's very, it's very emotional or it's very sensual. And sometimes those things when you hear the word sensual, right. Or you don't really think of that in the same box as education. And so sometimes this is big for me to be able to say like, okay, these are, these are me, this is me, all of this is me. And it's all going to be in some ways together. It's all going to be the same. So I appreciate you asking. And even at this moment, I'm like, who having a hard time? Like, okay, I'm, I'm saying this, I'm admitting that these are the pieces of me and what I want to do. Um, so that's something that I'll, that'll always be there. And I'll continue to teach, teach that practice and continue on with that. And I'm getting back into, to performing in general and, and being an actress. And that's something that's new for me too. I think I've been an educator for so long that it's like, I've been in the educator box, you know, and like the performer actress box has not been open for quite some time, even though that's really where I began this whole conversation, right. Is what I, eight years old, I was, I wanted to be a performer. So it's all kind of coming back full circle, opening this school, and then also coming back to performing and realizing that that's always going to be in my heart. And uh, how do I continue to do that and create art in the world of film and, and theater, uh, especially during this, this strange time and do it new and different? I love that. That's, that's very inspirational. I do have another thought. So what, like, thinking of educators out there across public schools, private schools, like, alternative education, no matter where you are and what your focus is and what you teach, like what is some advice you can give right now to, to the, these educators that you can see that could, that could help them to, to feel empowered, especially as we struggle through this pandemic um, and, and beyond that? 
um, to become even better educators wherever they are? It's a great question. I just had this come up for me today teaching too. Um, because I think as educators, we, we, we try so hard to, to offer so much. And at the end of the class, we have all of these expectations for what we want to have happened in the class. What we want the kids to go away with and what we hoped that we were able to teach and hope that this was the goal that came through, right? The learning goal was achieved and all of this stuff. And really this pandemic has really narrowed into me. It's the simplicity of these experiences. And if I had to pick one thing in a class, one thing, right? You have like a list of 500 things you want them to know and teach and learn. And you have one that you have, that you can, you can only choose one. I would say it's that they walk away joyful and that they had fun. And yeah, I think that in some ways that might be, it might be controversial because that means that they might not have learned math, right? They might not have actually taken away that skill. Um, but at this moment in time, humans need joy. Absolutely, my friend. Well said. I really appreciate this whole conversation. It's it resonates, I'm sure, with many of us. And for those that maybe are thinking of ways that they could bring alternative ways of teaching into their world, um, wherever they are, making sure that you're amplifying your own passions as a person and bringing that to your teaching and to your classroom. Maybe shifting into another role, uh, Firefly Schools could be a, a really cool opportunity. Even staying where you are, making sure that making sure you're amplifying student voices, your own voice, your own passions, student passions, and do not dim that light. Thanks, Emily. Take care out there. Thank you for listening. 